You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Will Mavity's interview with the composer for The French Dispatch, Alexandre Desplat. It began as a holiday. Eager to escape a bright future on the Great Plains, Arthur Howitzer Jr. transformed the series of travelogue columns into The French Dispatch, a factual weekly report on the subjects of world politics, the arts, high and low, and diverse stories of human interest. You don't think it's almost too seedy this time? No, I don't. For decent people. It's supposed to be charming. He assembled a team of the best expatriate journalists of his time. Berenson, Sazerac, Kremens, Roebuck Wright. These were his people. Just try to make it sound like you wrote it that way on purpose. We take as the subject of tonight's lecture, Mr. Moses Rosenthal. Certainly the loudest autistic voice of his rowdy generation. Simone Naked Cell Block J Hobby Room. I want to buy it. It's not for sale. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes. In short, the picture was a sensation. The kids did this. Obliterated a thousand years of Republican authority in less than a fortnight. What do they want? Freedom, full stop. I'm naked, Mrs. Kremens. I can see that. Lieutenant Nescafier is the great exemplar of the mode of cuisine known as police cooking. The aromas of the kitchen cast a spell, which was to be mortally broken. As you know by now, we have kidnapped your son. from the foreman. One hour to press. You're fired. Really? Don't cry in my office. You're speaking to me from France. What time is it there right now? It's his, um, eight. Eight? Okay. Well, uh, thanks for sticking around to chat. I know it's getting late there. Although, uh, I was telling her, I'm not sure you, you ever sleep since you put out so many scores, uh, every year. So, uh, what are you, uh, I, I guess you're, uh, are you already working on the next West one? Yes, we are already with, with West. We, we started uh, working, yes, absolutely. Gotcha. Uh, yes. So why don't you tell me a little bit about, in general, like with <clears throat> French Dispatch, how you approach each uh, new collaboration with Wes Anderson when he brings you a project? Well, you know, the, the first thing is, uh, even before I read the script, is um, the story. Uh, Wes would tell me, oh, I'm writing this story that takes place this or there and here or there. And I would um, then read the script. And from the script, we would start discussing the um, craziest ideas that would come to mind in terms of instrumentation, mostly. And then if, you know, here and there, through the script, we think there's a a character which deserves a, a theme or a melody or a motif, something that you know you can remember of. And actually, un- until this new this new film, Asteroid City, I um, I always worked after the, the, the film was shot 
mm. or to receive. Yeah, I've started writing before. Um, and I think he even played some of the music on the set. So it's another process now, but maybe because we know each other very, very well, we can kind of anticipate Wes's needs and Wes's taste. So I wrote a few a few pieces before uh, he went shooting and he, I played them to him and adjusted a few things. And otherwise we, you know, we, we talk about the film when I see it and I come back with pieces of various lengths and, uh, and I play them back to him and we start compiling things, sometimes morphing several themes together or, or um, looping some moments together. And then he, you know, he has a very special process. He takes all these demos that I've written fully orchestrated and he goes back to his editing room and starts playing around with all these pieces and bits and pieces of, of music and rejigs them, re, reshapes them. And then they come back to me and I re, uh, I add new elements, new ing ingredients you know, on, on top of them. It's like two chefs yeah. <laughs> changing ideas. That's particularly appropriate for this movie, obviously. You know, obviously there's definitely a, a sound to a lot of Anderson and Des Black collaborations, but I really, really love this one track you have that particularly stood out in this one, which was the obituary track. It's got so many different, uh, it's got like a zither, I think a mandolin, there's a million instruments. So tell me a little bit about that track. At some point we, you know, through the years, we, I know that um, Wes has a, a love for um, Vivaldi mandolin concertos. And I thought I, I could maybe write something more classical in terms of the uh, 18th century. Um, so I started, I started there and mixing instruments that are not meant to be together, you know, right. in the 18th century. There was no tuba in the 18th century, while the tuba in this piece is, is featuring <laughs> as, a, as a soloist. Uh, but there's a harpsichord, uh, but it's a mix of instruments that were, again, are not common or um, could almost be inappropriate. But they're fun, they're fun to, to accumulate together because they create something very strange and, and at the same yeah. time reminiscing of, of something that you know comes from the past, but it's it's a new sound and so that, that was the idea. And I still it so. had to be it still it had it had to be ceremonial because it, it is obituary. Right, right. You know it's 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 very moving, honestly, even as you've got these these very uh, dramatic and even comical instruments. Another kind of through note, and obviously you like your piano in general, but um, I thought the Moses Rosenthaler track was a particularly nice piano piece. Tell me a little bit about creating the melody for that one. Well, um, when I read the script, I remember saying to, to West that it was his most Dada, you know, Dadaist mm. film. Yeah. And um, so he brought us back to the 19... 15, 1920s, early 20s, and uh, before surrealism appeared. And Satie is definitely one of the most dada artists mm -hmm. I can think of musically. And I've made solo piano pieces. So between that and this huge uh, empty space in which uh, uh, Benicio del Toro's character is painting, we wanted to leave the, the space the, the, the decay of the room, 
to feel that there was this this uh, vacuum, and by having just a piano by itself and not any more instruments, no orchestra, no nothing to fool, it leaves space for the silence in which Moses Rosenthaler is is uh, deeply asleep in. He's he's he's, in, he's mad. <laughs> he's bloody <Yeah>. mad, <laughs> and he's in his own silence. Plus this huge, enormous room where it paints, and the incongruity of the uh, of what we see, of what he's painting, which is totally abstract, mm-hmm. and 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 the subject that he's painting, which is a guard getting naked. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to I think to to be impressed and to absorb it and to enjoy it is simplicity. And again, if they were too many instruments, too many things going on, who would have been distracted. So by having just a single piano, very calm, it allows us to get into the story, into his mind, and approach the subject, you know, the, the model. And um, I think that was the choice. Hey there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Now, obviously, uh, usually there's kind of an overriding narrative in Wes's films, but this is all vignettes. Um, Did you and him opt for any kind of uh, melodic through lines for the music in each of the three stories, or did they each have their own distinct identity? Tell me about kind of doing this film that's really broken into segments. No, it it was really difficult to, to to find a, a motif that would work for the three stories. 
So we decided that maybe the piano would be the link. Mm. And so there's piano almost everywhere. And because in the second story, we start having more more instruments and in the line, in the finale, in the final one, it's, it's the fireworks of instruments mm-hmm. mixed in, you know, there's all kinds of instruments playing, banjos and bassoons. And so it's, um, no, it, it's really the piano that creates the link and no motif. Now, there's also a lot of uh, extra uh, non-original songs uh, in this film. Uh, did you work with Wes at all in overall music choices? And kind of how did you weave your own music around those? No, you know, all the songs, usually in, in, in all the films that I score, I, I leave the director to his taste and to his choices. And I think it, it, it does a great work with Randall Poster, his music supervisor, who's got lots of ideas and resources in finding little gems that uh, um, sometimes you've never heard or forgotten about. So I know that the songs are there, but I can't really, I can't really take, pay too, attention, too much attention because yeah. it's too, it would be too con- contriving. I would be trapped if I was uh, following the songs and, and what they're doing, the pace, the, the keys they use, you know, of course, it's too... Now we've talked a little bit about the first two vignettes when we talked about the finale tell me a little bit about the the chef hostage one because you have a, a great track in the animated chase scene i really liked and then uh it's a short track but the com- commando snipers gorilla track is is wonderful too tell me about those two i've been listening to this soundtrack for a morning so <laughs> i can tell which i've not done so i have to, to bring my memory back but again there's this this um, the piano motif, that is the, 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 like the, the, the little uh, railroad tracks that, that you know, continues and help us follow the story. And, and from this little motif, I add elements that come and disturb it or expand it or accelerate it, but it's the same tempo. We don't change tempo. It's just that so suddenly it's something right. no double tempo or or some a chord or that that so by doing that I link all the all the sequence without and and when 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 there's something happening on 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 on, uh, on screen I don't change the tempo I stay but it's the instrumentation and the little vignettes of music that come and go that that. That's um, play the synchronization. <laughs> uh, what is the single weirdest instrument that you used in this film? What's going to surprise you? Because you you threw the kitchen sink at there in terms of instruments. <laughs> uh, I I would say it's more the combination. Again, it's more <laughs> how, how you, you you hear piano and suddenly you're a tuba or you're a piano and suddenly there's there's a banjo and the next the next bar there's a bassoon and it makes no sense but that's the fun of it oh yeah no it works for sure uh okay so that's pretty much it but i i'm curious besides the next two wes anderson films is there anything else fun you're working on right now um well i completed um a great film by stephen frears named the lost king Oh, about King Richard's bones. I can't wait for that. It's fantastic with Sally Hawkins. A yeah. Fabulous movie. I can't wait the audience to see that movie because it's it's really a gem. It's a top of the top Stephen Frears. 
at his best. And really, I mean, as as great as the Queen or Philomena, it's it's a fantastic movie. I really love it. And um, maybe that's the, the there's some French movies. You know, there's a movie by Michel Azanavicius, a zombie movie. You know, Michel Azanavicius, who directed the artist. It was supposed to be at uh, at Sundance, yeah. and then they pulled it. I know. Yeah, yeah, because Sundance is not happening live, so it was a bit um, disappointing for them that they were so happy. And I was also hoping to go maybe to Sundance. But uh, yeah, so that's, a, that's also a movie to be released soon. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, okay, last question. Have you ever used a theremin? I'm just curious. And uh, if so, are we ever going to... Nope. No. No, would you ever? I've... I, I've um imitated the theremin by whistling because <laughs> I can whistle like a theremin. Was that you in the shape never... of water doing the whistling? Was that your own whistling? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. That's so that good. <laughs> I like to whistle. I'm a flautist, so it helps. No, the theremin I, I never used. And, and though I, I was very much influenced by Franz Waxman, who I, mm-hmm. I share as a, as, a, as a film composer in Hollywood. And there's a great uh, soundtrack, The Bride of Frankenstein, where he uses the, uh, the theremin, which is absolutely Is it The Bride of Frankenstein? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go look this I, score up from like yeah. uh, early um, 30s. Yeah. Um, a bit later. Okay. I would say late 30s, early 40s, maybe. Even in the 40s, okay. maybe. Yeah, 40s, I would say. 40, maybe after the war, 46 or... Anyway, great, great, great uh, score. And so I always, always thought of using theremin, but I use the saw, you know, yeah. the, with the bow. Oh, yeah, that yeah. I, use the, I use that in a movie uh, in France long ago. But theremin, no, maybe one day. Yeah. But yeah, the, the problem with the theremin is, it, I think it's interesting if you mix it with other instruments and you can't really say what it is, like Beyond Martenot, you know, the French Beyond Martenot. I think it's good not to have it. If I would use it, maybe I would not use it at the front because it's been heard so many times. I would use it in the, as a, as part of a of a milfeg, you know, of a, yeah. a, a multi layer track of, of instruments. That would be fun. Like you know, ceramic double by by something else. But yeah, well, if it ever shows up in one of your scores, now I'm going to take credit for planting the idea in your head. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much, Alexander. It's been a pleasure and. You're if you get nominated, what nomination would this be for you? Like uh, 15 uh, at this point? 16? No, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, 12, 13? 12, okay. Know. Well. I don't know. Maybe, I, uh, hold on. I can't, I can't remember where I am, I must say. I don't know. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Tuesday, right? Today? Yes, Tuesday. Oh, the, you, no, it's, uh, no, Tuesday. Tuesday. It's on Tuesday, the, the nomination. Oh, the nominations? Um, yeah, it, not this coming Tuesday, but the week after that. Uh, not this one. The, one the BAFTA, the BAFTA nominations are this coming week. The British ones. Ah, and then BAFTA is, is this coming week. BAFTA is Tuesday. Oscars. And then, uh, the Oscars is the Oscars next. Oscars the next one. Exactly. The the the, yes. the, the, the second or something. Yeah. So, uh, but we're talking BAFTAs here. Uh, I was I was thinking uh, I was thinking Oscars because you. Uh... Ah, so we so it's the week after. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With with COVID, we don't know which year we are, which month we are. It's very strange. <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Day, days look the same. 
Uh, it's very, very strange. You don't know when you see your friends last. Is it a week ago or a year ago? <laughs> oh, God, I know. Well, hopefully the end is in very sight. Weird. All right. Well, thank you so much, Alexander. It's been a Thanks. pleasure. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Will Mavity's interview with the composer for The French Dispatch, Alexandre Desplat, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. The French Dispatch is up for your consideration for the 94th Academy Awards in all categories, including Best Original Score, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Picture of the Year. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.